Mahomes Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. Patch Mahomes is inevitable. The Kansas City Chiefs have their dynasty. My goodness, folks, 25-22, the final score in a year where the Chiefs did not have their stereotypical offensive output were carried by an elite defense that put them in positions for Patch Mahomes to do what he does best, and that is win in high-leverage situations. That is exactly what happened, and I think that's exactly where we should start. Um, and we're going to start with the most important player on the Kansas City Chiefs that is not named Patrick Mahomes, and that is Chris Jones. An absolute wrecking ball for this defense. I said it when he was going through his contract issues with the Chiefs, and I'm assuming they're probably going to franchise tag him again next year because he is so vitally important, and he continued to show his worth throughout the postseason. You think of that um, Ravens game where he changed the arm level of Lamar in a high leverage throw situation to go out and get a touchdown. You saw it in this game in overtime, third and four, the play Kyle Shanahan drew up was fantastic. If Brock Purdy has even a half a second more time, he has got Kittle underneath open. He's got Jennings just layered beyond him open. And you've got Brandon. Ayuk streaking across the back of the end zone open. Like that is a touchdown score go up the points, put it on Patrick Mahomes to match you now with a touchdown and either go for two or kick the field goal. They said they would go for two in that situation. But my goodness, Chris Jones blows that play up. He doesn't record the sack, but he records the pressure, and that is what's important because it alters Brock Purdy's ability to step into that throw. He's throwing away from it. The ball sails on him a little bit. He is not accurate with it, and it fails. And and that's that's another point to this. You know, I didn't think Brock Purdy played bad. He played fine. He just, him and the offensive line couldn't get it figured out in the most crucial situation, in the most high leverage situation. Patrick Mahomes could. And that's what you get. You know, you almost want in that situation a little Dan Campbell in you, but we'll get to that in a moment. So defense, absolutely phenomenal. And there were playmakers all over the place. Trent McDuffie with an absolute fantastic exhibition in how to have coverage and play the deep ball. It was just all over the place. And that was the story of the Kansas City Chiefs this season was how good their defense was. In the postseason, it was one of the best we have seen in the last three decades. From a points allowed per game, absolutely lights out. Um, And they got playmakers everywhere. They have that young secondary that is just so good. Sneed's a bit of an issue because, you know, he is a free agent this coming season. You're going to have to figure out your cap room there. Um, but the defense was absolutely fantastic in a year where the Kansas City Chiefs struggled to find themselves offensively, and that was the story once again in this game. You know, you look at the early half there. They weren't particularly great. Like, I thought Kyle Shanahan actually coached or called a better game, especially early, than Andy Reid. You think of the times where the Kansas City Chiefs were effective is when they were running no huddle and had up-tempo, and they were putting it on Patrick Mahomes to sort of read it at the line and then call it. Um, and that's what ended up happening is in those situations, he was honestly the best. Now, Andy Reid eventually in that offense started to get it together in the second half after Patrick Mahomes threw that atrociously bad interception. Um, but yeah, Patrick didn't have a great first half, but at the end of the day, this is why he is in his Brady era because just like Brady at times where the offense maybe isn't humming, but you have a defense that is keeping you in the game and giving you shots when it is your moment to shine, when you were in the high leverage situations, you got to shine. And that is what Patrick Mahomes did. And the one thing I will say that Andy Reid and Matt Nagy did a good job of was setting up the game script because you may not have caught it in the moment, 
But that big run that Patrick Mahomes had late in the game where there was virtually nobody around him, that was set up by throughout the game calling that counter option play, but always handing it off. And then at the end of the game, pulling that because you got DBs getting their backs to you, and now you got a perfect lane and just green grass ahead of you. And that, those small little details is what ends up winning you the game. And that's the part that Kyle Shanahan is a little bit struggling with right now. He honestly reminds me of an early Eagles Andy Reid, you know, a guy that has an innovative offense, one of the best in the leagues, a really good team year in and year out. You put your team in a position to have these big moments, to play in these big moment games, but you just don't have enough juice to get over the hump. And unfortunately for Kyle Shanahan, he is now wedged between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes keeping him from his ultimate goal because he's had three cracks at it and he has gone against when it's all said and done, the two greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. Tom Brady is number one. Patrick Holmes is number two right now. Patrick Mahomes is on that trajectory. Well, plenty of time in the future to talk about it. Buckle up folks. Cause that is going to be a dominant talking point, unfortunately. Um, but we're just going to bask in what that Super Bowl was today. We'll, we'll worry about those future conversations later. But yeah, the, the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half, they stepped up. They started feeding Kelsey more. Things started to open up. We cashed that Kelsey over receptions prop, the Pacheco prop. The game played out sort of how we saw it was going to play out. So hopefully you were able to follow us on 49ers first half. Chiefs full game. Um, a very profitable system right there um, in what was a hopefully a good year. Um, but this is this is the week for for Chiefs fans and the Chiefs organization to really bask in the glory of it. They have their dynasty. They have their three rings, one in 2020, and then back-to-back now with an option to go try to repeat, which has never been done in the history of the NFL because you had Pittsburgh who did two and then two, and that's the closest we've kind of gotten. Um, but just an absolutely fantastic organization. Um, if you are... We'll talk about their future here in a little bit um, because the AFC is absolutely loaded. Uh, But if you're a 49ers fan, it it definitely stinks. This hurts. You've been now twice. You've had these opportunities, and it feels like just the small details in those in the game is what got you, you know, in some unlucky breaks, especially in the injury department with Greenlaw going down and what has to be the most unfortunate injury of all times. I mean, the dude just jacked. He's so excited to get back in the game and pops his Achilles. I mean, just absolutely brutal stuff right there. You got Kittle and Debo getting banged up throughout the game. Like it was a, it was a tough showing from that point. You, you get the uh, punt where it goes off your player's foot and then you're trying to recover it. You should have just fallen on it, but you're trying to make a play. It's a big moment. That then gives the Chiefs a little juice on offense because they've been pretty stale up to that point. So just the small things unfortunately not breaking your way that you need to have break to win a Super Bowl, to beat a team like the Chiefs. You know, everything sort of has to go right and you got to have a few lucky breaks. And the 49ers just didn't have that. Now the question is going to be, do you have a problem with Kyle Shanahan's decision to overtime? I said it last night in the instant reaction. I don't have that big of a problem with it. It it sort of made sense in the moment. I could see the logic there. You know, <clears throat> your defense had just been on the field. It just got driven on to send the game to overtime. They're gassed. The Chiefs defense is also gassed. You've been able to see that. Let's go out, get the ball first, try to go win, put the pressure on the Chiefs and set the tone to try to win this thing. The problem then is you get down there, third and fourth, you get a good play dialed up, 
Chris Jones goes unblocked, blows up the play because we talked about it this season. The offensive line outside of Trent Williams was an issue. It's a very leaky offensive line. And then you kick the field goal on fourth and four. You almost kind of wish in hindsight, you have a little Dan Campbell in you, you know, a little fire in the gut. Like, Hey, Patrick Mahomes is in his Tom Brady era. This is a guy now that if you put him in the most high leverage situations in a game to go win the game, he's going to go do that. Similar to what Brady was doing in his career, where he may have not been fantastic throughout the game, but if you put him in a moment, we can win the game right now with this drive. He's going to go get points. And you know that. So maybe you actually go for it instead. They kick the field goal. Patrick Mahomes, of course, if they had gone for it and not converted, you still got the Chiefs backed up at their own end zone. But then, you know, if they go down and score, we're going to talk about how you should have kicked the field goal. But either way, I almost would have loved you to die on your sword, be aggressive here, go for the win or go for the touchdown to put the pressure on the Chiefs even more so if you decide to take the ball. But that doesn't happen. They go, they drive down the field and they get a touchdown on what is becoming the most potent play in all of football, the corn dog. I mean, what an awesome name for Andy Reid's most lethal play that is just winning Super Bowls on the corn dog play. It, it, it's just unstoppable right now. You get two Super Bowl wins essentially off that play. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, for the 49ers, I think it absolutely sucks because getting to the Super Bowl is so incredibly hard. Getting back is even harder because it generally requires the biggest thing, which is injury luck to keep a healthy team. And for the 49ers, that's so crucial because the way their team is structured, there's not a lot of depth, insane frontline talent, ultra talented roster for sure. But the depth is a bit of a concern. See what they do in the off season, the way things are structured. They got, got some things to work around on the cap side, but we'll see how they figure you're in the NFC. So it sets up a little bit nicer than the daunted AFC, which especially in like the AFC North is just an absolute nightmare. <clears throat> Excuse me. Take a drink of water here. Um, But yeah, you would think, you know, young coach, young quarterback who played well, just didn't play in a manner that goes, wins you the game, but it doesn't lose you the game. He'll be back. Same scheme. If if you can stay healthy next season, you'll have another crack at it. You know, you, you'll get another shot um, based on the way the NFC is sort of set up. It's not a cakewalk, but you'll hopefully be in a position to, to make a run at it. But it still sucks to let that opportunity just slip through your fingers. For the Kansas City Chiefs in their long run, oof, man, it's a good thing you got this one because three-peating is going to be extremely hard. You've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got Andy Reid. You've got a phenomenal defensive coordinator and young secondary. You're going to have a crack at it. If you don't like the evil empire, you don't like the inevitable Patrick Mahomes, I guess you're a Joey B fan because the Bengals team and Joey B are the only ones currently that have really proven that they can go head-to-head, toe-to-toe, heavyweight match type of battle against the Kansas City Chiefs. But the AFC is still loaded. You know, there are so many teams that are going to have a crack at this. It is really hard to get through the AFC. I mean, just look at the AFC North, the Ravens. You would suspect the Browns are probably going to have a shot at it with Kevin Stefanski. I know the Deshaun Watson contract is the worst contract in football. It's an absolute nightmare on your cap, but Kevin Stefanski has shown he's a 
phenomenal coach. We talked about it all season on this show. You've got the Bengals as long as Joe Burrow can stay healthy. He's he's kind of getting a little bit of injury prone on bad luck at this point. Let's see if he can kind of stay healthy. AFC North daunted. The Texans are going to be back and ready to rock and roll. The AFC West should be really competitive. Uh, you know, Sean Payton, you would they started to piece it a little together towards the end there. We'll see what they look like. But hardball in Chargers land, they should get tougher and meaner on that side. We'll see what the Raiders look like. I mean, it, it's just the list goes on and on for the AFC. Um, so it'll be tough. It, it's not going to be easy. You'll have the Dolphins that will hopefully back in it. The Bills will certainly have a crack. You know, it, it's a tough conference. So it's it's good that you take advantage of your opportunities. Patch Mahomes is on that trajectory up to be the greatest of all time. It's fantastic. But this was a season where, you know, if we're going to criticize Brady for having defenses sort of carry him and put him into big situations, that's what happened this season. Go ahead and pull those stat lines early in Brady's career outside of obviously 01. You know, he got carried in that one for sure. But high leverage 04 looks a lot similar. Um, but that's not either there. We can debate that later. Patrick Mahomes was absolutely fantastic when the moment called about upon it. This podcast was hopefully fantastic for you in, in being able to bet. Hopefully you extracted some, some good information from our breakdowns this year. Hopefully you were able to follow us on that 49ers first half chiefs total total game bet. Um, Pacheco over his receptions, Travis Kelsey over his receptions. We had some good ones there. So hopefully those uh, came into play for you. Um, and we'll be back at it next year, like always. In the offseason, though, what you can expect from this podcast is you can expect some really good breakdowns in college football. I am extremely happy to bring those to you. It's going to be a little different this season. We're still going to do our big breakdown before leading up to the start of college football season, but we're going to do some stuff in the spring, kind of getting you ready for spring games, taking a look at those win totals and futures, breaking down some teams individually, sending up some rankings. It's going to be a lot of good quality content. We'll do March Madness, obviously. I am going to take a two-week break, though, so you won't hear, except for maybe on TikTok or our social, so make sure you're following us there, some content there. But from a podcast standpoint, going to step back for a couple weeks here, and then we'll be back at it, so make sure you got your alerts on. Oh, one thing before we go, too. One thing I think we should mention about the Super Bowl, we got to give it up to the officiating. Like, absolutely fantastic job, I thought. You know, we can always talk about nitpicking stuff, but they did not become the narrative. And this is the first Super Bowl in recent memory where I can think where it wasn't. We're not talking about a, a, a iffy call that changed the course of the game. We're talking about players making plays that changed the course of the game. Isn't that great? Like, isn't that awesome that we finally got that? Sure, there are some things, you know, 49ers fans will point to some holding calls that were missed. Chiefs fans can point to the ineligible man down the field on the um, CMC touchdown. You know, there were things both ways, but as long as it wasn't egregious, they were letting the players play, I thought. And that was awesome. That's what you want to see in the biggest moments. Like, unless it's egregious or obvious, let them play a little bit here. Be consistent, though. You know, if you're going to let the boys play, let both teams play. That's what we got. We got some good officiating, I thought, in this game where they did not become the storyline. They did not interject themselves into this game. Players made plays to win the game, and that's what you want. And it wasn't a good season for officiating, but I think it's, you know, clap it up for them at this point because I thought that was absolutely fantastic to not have to see that. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll break it down a little bit more, but I just wanted to hop on, give some quick thoughts uh, about the game and, and how we kind of saw it. Um, the futures market next year will be really interesting. Um, already starting to get some feelers out for that. So as always, we'll bring you that content, um, from a gambling standpoint and 
As always, peace. 